Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm so excited today. I am welcoming Ted Grant, co-founder of Vivo, and a amazing uh, sparkling water with natural pressed juice. They are here to gracefully disrupt the sparkling water situation. I think you're going to start to see them on the Today Show and Super Mainstream. They're coming to America soon, so I'm hoping this is a you heard it first here on Turmeric and Tequila. Graceful Disruptor Vivo. It's an amazing sparkling water drink that's actually good for you. You know I'm picking my consumer packaged goods, so check out this conversation. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're looking to get into the consumer packaged goods space, there's incredible intel and passion-led business play in this conversation. So lean in. Ted, thank you for the time and energy. I can't wait to see how you guys grow and disrupt this space, and we will be watching. Have an amazing rest of the day, and be sure to watch uh, and check out all of our YouTube videos that will be up, and like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm so excited today. You know I am longtime marketing branding professional. If you listen to Turmeric and Tequila, and I'm super picky on my CPGs, consumer packaged goods. There is tons of stuff out there. I always say eat whole foods first, but as you know, in our society, in this day and world, we need some packaged goods to help us along the way. And I think uh, the good ones really do complement our lives. So I'm excited today. We are kind of, we're bringing on a, a graceful disruptor of the sparkling water world. Um, so it, it if you've been around for the past five years, you know, sparkling water has kind of taken over the scene and there's a lot of questions around natural flavoring. So we're going to unpack a lot of that. Without further ado, I'm going to uh, introduce Ted Grant, co-founder of Vivo, hailing from Canada. He's a Michelin star chef, entrepreneur, and a ton of other amazing things. Ted, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Well, let's let's jump right in. Before um, I give a little bit of background, but I really like to hear about you guys uh, from your perspective. So, give us a little background on you and your journey, kind of getting to this point. Obviously, you're an accomplished chef and whatnot, but give us the background around the biz and kind of why the why the way you are. Totally. So, my the great um, majority of my life has been about sourcing real ingredients and um, and making incredible food from those real ingredients. It uh, dates back to my grandfather being a farmer, um, my grandmother on my mother's side being an incredible cook, and learning and growing up appreciating real food, um, real flavors, and uh, knowing where things came from. So the most important thing for me as I've gone along my journey, even as a college student, I didn't eat hot dogs and, and chunky soup. I, I actually, you know, really spent time making meals the, the, the whole time of my 20s and 30s. I've been really focused on um, just inspiring that real food movement, whether it's in a professional kitchen, whether it's in post-secondary education where I was for a long time, whether it's just in my kitchen with my kids. I think it's really important that people look to source real ingredients because those are the ingredients we've trusted for, for centuries. And I now we that. have this. Okay. Yeah, thank you. And now we have um, this retail landscape that is just so cluttered with thousands and thousands of products. And we all know that trust, transparency, and honesty, those are the those are the kind of core values of consumer packaged good companies that we challenge um, and we question as consumers. And so for me, you know, following with the alignment of that real food movement and really following, you know, that path of mine from when I was a young kid to where I am now. I wanted to be one of the first to really get a consumer package good out that the focus was all about truth and transparency and trust. The, the focus was on sourcing story and, and the procuring of real ingredients. And um, so with the with the the category of sparkling water being so cluttered and so saturated with the same thing, which is usually tap water and natural flavors. I thought there must be a way to bring a real food movement to sparkling water. 
There must be a way to capture what a fruit should really taste like in a can without all the added sugar, um, without all the calories, um, and without compromising by using something fake. And, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go on a huge deep dive on natural flavors, but, um, you know, in, they're really not, you can taste it as, as a you know, consumer of these drinks. You can taste that it's not, that doesn't taste like a cherry. That doesn't taste like a lime. That doesn't taste like a lemon. Mm-hmm. It tastes like something that is just, you know, to me, I, I actually don't even understand how people consume them. It's as if they have wax in their mouth or something is, you know, they, they've just, their palate has been trained to accept what isn't real in their mouth Mm -hmm. um and the finish on it i mean the finish of a real drink should taste like you should say wow that evokes like the muscle memory of when i first picked a cherry or when i first had grandma's strawberry pie or when i you know when i first had a some blueberry dish It, it really should be about tasting something real and you know, as a as a culinary and as a Michelin former Michelin star chef to me i'll never compromise um, and so, while we do have a little bit of fructose, at least we have something special. At least we have something real. And what I challenge people to do is when you're drinking whatever sparkling water you have at home or, or your, your favorite, you just hold it and look at it and think about how is it made and, and do they really genuinely care about me and my, my interests? And are they, you know, was there a lot of pride and was there a lot of sophistication and care that went into that drink? Or is it just tap water in, 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 a, in a can with a fake flavor? Yeah. You know, and so for, for, for us, my co-founder and I, um, he's a vintner winemaker, it really had to be about disrupting the category with real fruit, with real taste, and coupling that. What's so special about Bo is coupling that with an incredible mineral water. So we have a mineral water that's loaded with magnesium, manganese, calcium, bicarbonate, and you add that to the antioxidant-rich fruits, and you've got something really great. I- I love all that. And I appreciate the uh, explanation. I think you brought up a really, a multitude of really great points. One, I really liked that the passion started early, uh, you know, as a young human, and then even in college coming off the farm, I, I wish you were in our college dorm cooking up good meals. Cause we were definitely eating like the chunky soups and even stovetop to this day. I can't believe that's considered a food, but that was our specialty, like stovetop with gravy and chicken. That was like the special meal. Um, if anybody doesn't know stovetop, it's like a, it's literally a stuffing you put together and it's like a foam. It's weird. Anyways. Um, I like that. It's, it's kind of come full circle and you touched on the market being saturated. Consumer packaged goods are so deeply competitive and it's a really hard space. Uh, the consumer has evolved and yet I think we're still blinded by the things that we are sold and told that we need. So I do think our taste buds have been edited a little bit. Uh, but I, let's, before we get into the consumer side of things, I think that's a really important conversation of all the opportunity. You're an entrepreneur, you've run around, um, the professional business block and the passions from being, you know, Michelin star chef and that passion for real ingredients has always been there of all things. Why sparkling goods? Like, or why sparkling water? If you could have gone into anything, I certainly saw the space for evolution and a way to do it better, but why did this stand out to you so much amongst all the other things you probably could have done? It's a great question. And I looked at a lot of different um, ideas and I've also developed other uh, companies and other recipes. And, um, but this one um, jumped out at us as an incredible opportunity because my business partner and co-founder was born in Switzerland. And um, the most popular drink in Switzerland was the Chorle, uh, which is comprised of 50% apple cider and 50% incredible mineral water. And it's lightly sparkled. And so when I started to formulate as a food scientist, I have a food science background too. As I, when I started to formulate and taste how good these products could be, I thought, and, and also tasting the competitive set, you know, all of the different zero calorie drinks or all of the different, um, you know, potentially Pellegrino products or whatever, I thought, wow, there is a real opportunity to bring this competitive set something real. Everybody's doing the same thing. It's either yeah. juice from concentrate or it's fake flavor. And, um, you know, there, there had to be an opportunity to break through 
with something gastronomy focused, with something real. Yeah. And so that was what really laid the groundwork and the foundation for why we would we would move in this direction. It was the popularity of the drink in Europe, coupled with the fact that there's nothing like it in North America. Right. And then to, to build on what is becoming so meaningful and so important to people, and that is where does it come from? How do I trust the brand, the truth, the transparency, the honesty? To build on that, so to be able to explain to them, come and poke holes in us, come and find a flaw. We want you to because we work closely with our farmers. We pick our fruit. We don't, you know, boil old bruised fruit. We, um, you know, we ethically source. We have this incredible mineral water source that we'd love to, for you to come and walk with us and see how pristine and how perfect this is in a rural Canadian environment. Like there's just, there's something that, you know, has captivated people and certainly something that, um, you know, made us gravitate to this competitive set saying, uh, not even is this an opportunity to build something that, um, you know, can be wildly successful. Not only is this an opportunity to build something that um, might be worth something one day, that that really wasn't the goal. And I know lots of entrepreneurs will say, oh, you know, he's, he can't be telling the truth. It is the truth because my passion has always been to bring real food to people to work with farmers, to create memorable experiences for people through food. And so what a great opportunity to do it through beverage. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think your partner was right on time, uh, given his background, because I think you do need some of those logistics alongside the passion piece to really to survive even getting a product off the ground. If you ever walk the halls of Expo West or some of these major shows, I mean, it's just it, the competition is unbelievable. It's like if you're an athlete and you're going to warm up for the Olympics and there's thousands of athletes around you and you realize this is the top one percent. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable. So I really give hats off to anyone jumping into the consumer package good space because Nowadays, as you said, it's really got to be passion-based. It can't just be investors being like, okay, well, our margins are, you know, X percent. This looks like a good business deal. And you're completely disconnected from the cause. It doesn't work like that any, anymore. And how you so eloquently highlighted the consumer has evolved. And especially our young humans, they can dig into the minutia. And if the brand isn't from the heart space and the brand isn't humanized, meaning you share your story, you share your why, you share your passion. Um, our young kiddos will dig on to TikTok or YouTube and be like, oh, here's a dude that started it. Here's where he's from, here's his actual ethos and resume. This is why, and you know what, I might have $10 for lunch and I'll spend six of it on an organic green shake or whatever, because I know this guy or this woman and what they're doing. And I, I want to put, I'm a conscious consumer. And that's so different, I think, than the generation we probably grew up with, but there's still a major gap of companies doing things their traditional way they've done it the past hundred years. And the consumer has not changed. So when I started to read into your guys' story and what you guys were doing, I was so excited. I'm like, these guys get it. Like they're, they're consumers of their own things, which as funny as that sounds, I think a lot of these big brands still don't consume their own products. Um, and you, you're in the journey and hustling it as, as we all are. Yeah. I mean, I know lots of people who work for the big brands that sell in the sparkling water space and they'd never drink their product. <laughs> and, um, you know, my fridge is loaded with it. And, um, of course I have to tell my children or the neighborhood children or whatever, like, look, let's, let's slow down here. Too much of a good thing. Yeah. Let's have, yeah. One or, let's have a couple a day. Like, let's just take it easy here. But, um, you know, my wife loves it after a jog and I drink it throughout the day. And so does all of our team members. And what's so cool about that is you get, you, you start to build a tribe because of the passion that just exudes through everybody who, who's a part of this journey. Yes. Um, and when you build something that is so special that you want consumers to taste, it it really it it just comes off as if, wow, this is pretty cool. And um, and so, oddly enough, people want to rally behind it, and we have lots of people who love to work with us because we share that that common interest with them, which is around transparency and truth. And what we describe actually is evident care. And evident care is that everything we do, we practice evident care. It's we 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 love our farmers, we love our our culture and our team environment here. We love our consumers. We really just we we really just care. I love that, and I think that is such. A, so I'm a marketing branding consultant for almost 22 years now, which makes me feel very. Uh, we'll go with mature versus old, but it's it, seeing the evolution of the consumer and also the evolution of some businesses. 
it's been remarkable. And I, I love some of my conversations that are the challenging ones. Meaning when I talk about to them, I'm like, listen, it is, it's a vibe and it's an energy and it's things sometimes that I can't fully quantify and, and tell you that it matters. But when my companies that get it and understand like that X factor, that is, you can't see it. Um, but you can feel it and you know, and, and when you're bringing in a tribe and you're attracting those like-minded humans, that is your sign that this is a go. And more importantly, I know everyone's an entrepreneur when you go in, you're obviously there to make money without that, the business doesn't run. But if you're not enjoying the journey and you're not genuinely passionate about it, there's a missing piece. And it's even if you make a million dollars, you're kind of seeking for that next piece of fulfillment. And the the only finite source we're all dealing with is time. So if you're not conscious about what you're, how you're spending your time, who you're with and what you're doing, you're missing it. Cause even if you die with billions of dollars, like that was it. So when I hear like, as you're saying, like your family's involved, the community supportive, like it's starting to cultivate this whole like-minded um, tribe of humans on its own. That's a pretty magical thing. And if you can make some money on the side and do that alongside it, that's amazing. And so I, I hope companies, fellow companies, perhaps even competitors can hear this and take note because this is the way things are going and we can all be a little happier. That's what the whole world needs on a larger scope outside of what we're consuming. Yeah, totally. And what I love is, is everybody has a different journey. Um, the, the ones that you're speaking uh, to and, and the ones that align with that message that you've just shared, but everybody has a different journey and some people just want to sell in their own local community. Yeah. Uh, and that's really amazing. Um, it's all close to home. It's, it, it reduces your carbon footprint, all of those things. And what, what's so neat is that, um, you know, the path to entrepreneurship enables everybody to carve it out and navigate it in the way in which they want to. Mm -hmm. and, and there's, uh, there's lots of options these days. There's lots of options. There is tremendous support for um, entrepreneurs who are doing it right, who are supporting local and who are sharing um, that, you know, that message of collaboration and, and evident care. And, um, and those who, you know, really make it about a whole community story, which we have at Bebo. There was yeah. times when we first created, you know, we would create the first batch of Bebo and it would be loaded into my Honda Pilot and, and <laughs> I'd be carting more glass and, and that, you know, bottles around than, um, than the, you know, authorities would probably want me to um, or that the car could even handle. And, you know, they're being unloaded into your garage or your basement or they're being transported to local stores. And, you know, there were, there were weekends where my kids would set up a Bebo um, like, stand like a lemon kind of like a lemonade stand and um you know you just you chip away at it and it's one by one it's day by day and you can't think that you can build something super special you know overnight it takes a long time and um you know it requires that um you know you're obviously you're very devoted and very committed but it requires that you know i and i hope this will always be the case but that the founder and and um you know, the founders or, or, you know, anybody who, who's been involved from day one just continues to get out there in the community and listen um, to your consumers and engage with them and um, continue to share that passion and that enthusiasm for what you're trying to do. And I think that also, also ultimately inspires others to, to do the same. And, yeah. um, you know, as I referenced earlier, it was never about, you know, selling it or making money or any of these things first. It was about giving the consumer something better. They deserve something better. Yeah. And, um, and, and so when people taste our drink, they actually say, Oh, wow. Like it is so rare that someone would taste our drink and not go, I love it. And I don't say that like with a tap on my shoulder, or pat on my back, sorry, but it's, it's about, Oh, wow. I can't believe like something like this exists. I've been thinking that something like this might be able to be produced at one point. I've been a sparkling water drinker my whole life. And I, I one, don't like that it's overcarbonated. Vivo doesn't do that. I don't like that it doesn't taste real. Vivo tastes real. You know, it's those, it, it's this pattern that you hear of people who were wanting more and were slowly finding them. 
I think that's the key. Listening to the consumer, I think is really good, but I, even if that's been happening in the past five years, I still think that's a new age concept, unfortunately, because if you are listening, the consumers will tell you what they want and it can streamline your process as an entrepreneur exponentially. It's really hard to pivot in the process, but on the flip side of that, if when you're kind of in like the guerrilla marketing and you're doing it all yourself in that grassroots phase, I think sometimes when you have like venture capitalists or a bunch of money to skip over it, you really miss some key intel of, of, of what, where we need to shift early on. And it can cost you once you're in it or people get so stuck and they're like, no, 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 we're going to keep doing this way. And then it just eventually doesn't work because the intel was in the beginning and you skipped right over it. So I think those beginning processes and really like experiencing that initial hustle and being on the ground level is so critical because that's usually, I think when you really need to make those big pivots or evolutions and you can make it happen when you're still small and, and listening directly to the consumer that's right there. There, there is everything you've said is absolutely spot on. Um, there's nothing like hearing the direct feedback and whether it's a small sample size or, it, or you're getting into quantitative feedback, it's, it is the, it's the way to build, uh, yeah. the brand. I've said from, from day one that this, this brand will be built by, you know, by listening. Um, and by guiding the entire process with our ear and learning from those who have come before us, learning from those who have, who have done it right. And, um, and just absorbing, embracing and, 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 um, being a sponge for, for all of that knowledge and wisdom and applying whatever is best practice for us moving forward in order to, uh, to provide consumers with this, um, great product and um, get it into more hands and get more people tasting it. And, um, and so, yeah, the, the results are all about, our results are all about listening. Critical uh, words of advice right there. Uh, I think not even as business skills or entrepreneurs, but life skills. That's um, words of gold. I want to talk a little bit about sustainability because as a startup, you know, money's tight, resources are, are tight, and it's you're wearing so many hats. To do things the right way is sustainability um, specific as far as farmers and taking extra time to pick the fruit. Uh, you know, Chipotle, I think was a good example that did it really early, did what did it well early on with sourcing grass-fed beef and it cost them exponentially initially. Obviously, they're the the mega mega giant that they are now. But what um how did you guys really find the mindset and the resources to really lean into sustainability and highlight a little bit why that's so important to you and, and why you guys are gonna maintain that throughout? It was all about our farming community. The you know, farmers works tirelessly they work so hard to create these incredible products um commodities and you know people don't i don't think make a connection when they buy it at a supermarket they just see piles of apples and piles of oranges and things and they don't know where it comes from usually and uh, they don't make that there's no association or connection to just how hard it is and um unblemished fruit uh, often doesn't make it to, or pardon me, blemish fruit, <laughs> unblemished fruit all makes it to the store. <laughs> blemish fruit doesn't always make it to the store. And so there's an opportunity for value add agriculture. There's an opportunity for waste stream reduction and, you know, companies like ours who really start from the beginning, building those instrumental kind of relationships with, with the farmers, um, you know, that's, that's what we did. And that's what this is all about. And sustainability is obviously at, at the forefront of our thinking with this. And it's about community dollars. It's dollars staying in the community and supporting those um, within the provinces of Canada. Or, you know, if we bring this drink to uh, the United States, working with local farmers, Bevo is really about local supporting local wherever we go and supporting communities wherever we go. And so you think about all you, you, again, you come back to the competitive set and all of those drinks are just fake flavor and tap water. Well, what is that doing for, for the community other than hiring a few people at a big plant or at a head office, you know, where our sourcing story touches the footprint, the fabric of this, um, of the many provinces of Canada. And, um, you know, it makes a significant difference in people's lives. And we've actually now just joined the circular economy because when we press our fruits, our pomace now goes um, to, it feeds black flies, it goes into pet food. We're developing a couple of recipes for it. Uh, so it's, it's exciting. We're a no waste company now. 
And um, so sustainability is so important. And then an achievement that we had this year out of Colorado is the Clean Label Project. And um, so we're the first sparkling water in North America that um, has been given the clean label certification, which means that we're pesticide free, heavy metal toxin free, plasticide free. And um, we have to have a certain antioxidant value to contribute to that certification too. So uh, these are, this is very important to us. Um, You know, climate change is real and it's very important that um, we're doing everything we can um, for the earth and um, for the generations that are come to be are going to come behind us. And so uh, also on the sustainability platform, it's about paying farmers a fair price. It's about um, it's about taking less margin, like you addressed at the beginning. There are many inspiring entrepreneurs, Caitlin Smith of Simple Mills. She doesn't use natural flavors ever because she just doesn't want to pass that on to her consumers or her family or anyone. She doesn't want anybody eating or drinking natural flavors. And so, and, and she talks about how she takes less margin. And all of us, I mean, Vivo could use concentrate and, and we could use flavor things with natural flavors or we could put added sugar in or whatever to make things cheaper. But that's not what it's about. That's not what the story's about. It's, it, it's about a whole community coming together to collaborate on this real food movement and everybody winning as a result. Yes. I I love this so much. And this is why I, again, I've done marketing branding forever and I started the podcast literally so I could bring varsity humans on to come start telling the truth because the magic in this is not only the people that get in the tribe that it's building, but having the platform to take some time and fully explain the why and what's going on. I think we're in this quick consumption world and I'm talking about digital media versus like food or fuel. It's where it's little minute snippets, TikTok and or commercials or like things on Spotify, but podcasts are so beautiful or even longer YouTube videos because you can really dig into that education piece and understand a company. And so when you're seeing a side-by-side product that is cut corners, isn't sustainable, blah, 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 but it's only a dollar. And then you see one that does go the extra mile and it's $5. You are inclined to buy the $5 one because you understand. So I love where we are in this world where we can have these conversations and people will actually tune in and listen and care. And that in turn will influence their buying decisions from their heart space. Like I think that the whole consumer world and the really just like the the way we buy things is changing because now we we're starting to understand that process oh the fruit it's not just shiny apples sitting at the at the store this impact infects impacts the entire community and our world and it's like dang well i might not be able to go donate a bunch of money to a certain cause or to sustainable farms but i can spend three dollars more on a juice and a company that matters so we're i think we're in a really exciting time where we're going to see some massive shifts in the next five years. And I will be shocked if you guys do not have offices in Boulder, which is like a consumer natural consumer package, oh, uh, little corner of the world. So <laughs> if, if you yeah, do, well- and you're right. And, and you, you've, you know, you're spot on and it, you vote at the supermarket. You, you vote for what's right. You vote for change. You vote for sustainability. Mm-hmm. You vote for people who are behind a brand. Unfortunately, it takes us a little longer to educate the masses, but it's people like you and it's champions like me and many others who, you know, we're following um, that have done it, you know, before and, and, you know, hopefully many more that will inspire as well, the two of us to, to, and help pave the way because it's the most important thing that you can do is vote at the supermarket for the right um, packaged goods. And um, it will take us longer than any of us would like to educate the masses, but we're going to get there. You know, Mm -hmm. it's one building block at a time. The, the, you know, part of what really resonated with, with me from what you shared is people are going to find that you can buy 12 cans of something in our, in our space for cheap. You can buy 24 cans for the same price that you could buy, 12 cans of ours or something like that, right? Um, But what's important to note is that it's cheap for a reason. And that is what I hope people will ultimately connect with. Cheap food is cheap for a reason. It's not good for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the only thing that really is cheap that is good for you is tap water. And 
So I encourage people drink more tap water and then have something that is really special, like a Vivo. You don't need to have four or five tasteless zero calorie drinks a day. Why don't you just choose one great one? Right. And, it, it, you know, four or five would be the equivalent of, of drinking one really delicious one. And so that's the thing, like just cut down on the, the consumption and choose really good tasting products that are really good for you. That's yeah. the, that's what I hope people will understand at some point, you know, over the, you know, over the next years to come. I think so. I think people are really starting to understand that less is more and that this idea that you need to eat like a, a four pound value meal that was super cheap. And then you walk away, like you just got hit by a truck and a food coma. I think they're, they're starting to like get away from that more is more and eat and it's value size. And it's a big gulp, the size of a gas can. Like you don't need all that. And we're not really designed to consume like that. I think in America, that's like our specialty of just making it like this big ass American size something. And that's how the old school kind of ate. And now I think they want light meals and keto are walking more and using their bikes more and you know they're outside and boulder is a phenomenal example of that but the, the culture around it is is changing you, again you don't need to be walking around with a 38 ounce big gulp um full, filled with you know something that's red dye 40 <laughs> and you just feel like crap I, I think that's changing and evolving i really do oh totally and you and you look at there's three things that you need to live a healthy lifestyle exercise sleep and diet and you look at these people who are walking around with these giant energy drinks, just go to bed earlier. Like go for a walk after you finished your meal, get a decent sleep, yeah. you know, for the most part, like in, we have a 250 mil can, and, but society has made people believe that you need this huge volumes, as you said, yeah. people are, oh, it's too small. No, you don't need that much liquid. You don't need 400 milliliters. You don't need 333 milliliters. You don't, a 40 year old man like me, I'd be in the bathroom all the time if I, <laughs> if I'm drinking that much liquid. Well, <laughs> so I told like, I just, just cool down on the yeah. volume of what you're taking in and, you know, and, and just enjoy the moment. Like, I think that's the other thing is that when it's dirt cheap, you're like, Oh, I'll have another one. Right. Oh, right. I don't need like you go around, I've gone around a social event and seen the zero calorie sparkling flavored waters and you pick them up and they're all three quarters or half full. And you're just like, there's nothing that there was nothing memorable about that drink for people. No experience. But then it's so easy. It's not a big thing because, oh, they didn't finish it. Oh, who cares? It costs 69 cents a, a, a can, like whatever. Right. And it's just... That is a sustainable nightmare. That is a complete waste of water, of the extraction of the aluminum. Like it just goes on and on. Why don't you just buy less and buy something really good that you want to finish? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the whole uh, conversation on price point psychology, I think is kind of a magical one because you just don't put value to things that aren't expensive. So that's a whole other podcast. Um, but I, I like what you said of like, we are conditioned to think we need these things, but I encourage people because sometimes to break our habits are hard. Like this marketing has been fed to us forever. And, and that's why I felt responsible to start the podcast as a branding marketer. Cause I'm like, wait, am I on, am I a bad guy? I'm like, clearly I'm super intentional about who I work with and, and why, like we're old enough now to, we can be a little bit more picky, but I still like, Oh my God, I, I felt a responsibility. And I think disrupting, disrupting people's behaviors is hard because we've done it this way forever. So I encourage people step one, this is actually a personal story I just shared. I was just in Vegas and I'm not an energy drinker, but we were staying up all night and uh, having fun. I was actually out there with my mom, who's more of a rock star than I am. And we, yeah. she got a couple energy drinks and I was like, are you a 17 year old boy? Like, what are we doing right now? And she's like, well, no, you know, it's a long day. So we, we drank them and we were sharing one. And this was such a great practice for anyone looking to get off energy drinks or anything like that. Pour it in a glass. When you see what color it is and how it fizzles, I think when you're drinking out of these coolly designed cans or whatever, the second you see it in the clear glass, I was horrified. Uh, I'll be the first to admit we did drink it because we were trying to stay awake, but the buzz, because I'm not a huge caffeine drinker, was was so much. So if you're if you're slow to break off some of these 
consumer packaged goods that look good in a package, put it on a plate, pour it in a glass, like look at it, smell it, take a second before you consume it. And you will see, it looked like gasoline fuel. I mean, it was pretty remarkable. I don't drink them regularly anyways, but just like you said, we're so disconnected. I think a great step one is put it in a glass and look at it. And I think on the flip side of that, put Vivo in a glass and look at it and you can see how something looks real before you even taste it versus a cup of gasoline. It's what I love about Spindrift, who's like our um, cousin or our, our however you want to describe the relationship. I mean, we just have a little bit more fresh fruit than Spindrift. You know, we have a little bit more fruit flavor than Spindrift, but Spindrift, I, I admire them. I think they're uh, I think they're a great company because they're inspiring a real food movement too. And what I love about them, which aligns totally with us, is what they communicate um, on their website or on their packaging is what you're saying is pour it out. Yes. And so when was the last time you ha- you saw a squeezed blackberry be clear? Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking about this set of fruit flavored sparkling waters, pour them out. Are they all clear? When was the last time you saw a raspberry that was clear, a blueberry that was clear? I mean, there's something not right here, people. Yeah. Like that is not real. There's nothing that is real about that. And so that's what I like about what you're sharing is, is just pour it into a glass. See what you think of it. Does it like it, if something is fruit flavored and it's clear? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I'm certainly not drinking. Or read, read the ingredients too. I, um, I, I'm not a big, like I don't eat chips or do, I do eat some, I actually do like chips and Boulder has some phenomenal options. Um, but I was reading Doritos the other day. I was at a picnic. I try and like, I was super into labels and stuff back in the I day and I'm, yeah, chips are phenomenal. But if you really look at, I was reading Doritos and I, it's been a minute because again, I don't eat them regularly. It was high fructose corn syrup, red dye 40, like th- even things I know that are in consumer packaged goods were in chips. Like it was stuff, ca- canola oil and did it like all these things. I'm like, holy Autolized crap. Yeast, autolyzed yeast extract, oh. which is MSG. They've just, they just, just changed the name on things. Yeah. Like I, and, I think you know, you're a good reader. I'll, I'll be the first to say a Dorito tastes great. Um, yeah. you know, you sure. grew up, I grew up having Doritos. I don't eat Doritos anymore because of the, the ingredient list, Yeah, but I do like chips, but this is the whole message that I think you and I also try to communicate is it's okay to indulge. It's okay to have some of those things Turmeric in your and life. Tequila. Yes. Yeah. It's some tequila. My, my wife's a big tequila <laughs> lover. Actually, Apple, Vivo, and tequila is incredible. But um, the it's okay to have these things in your life. But just remember that you also need to exercise and you need to sleep well. And that balance may, enables you to be your best self. Yes. This is this is why we're here, turmeric and tequila. It is. It's got to be all things. And I actually think going too far of one thing, like you said there's too much of a good thing. You don't need to have 50 pounds of tequila. You don't need to have 50 or 50 ounces, 50 pounds of turmeric, 10,000 vivos. Like it's got to be a balanced approach in all things. And if you eat Doritos once in a while, no big deal. But I think just get back to reading the labels and understanding what you're consuming and see if you still care. Um, and if it bothers you, I think nine times out of ten, if you read it and you really understand what it is, you'll probably be like, yeah, I have a couple, but I don't, I don't care that much. I don't not. You either pay up front where it's 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 more expensive, but it's healthier, and you have, you're paying less in your health insurance, and you're you're enjoying your life, or you pay less for the food up front. It's cheap, and then you're going to the doctor all the time because you don't feel good or you're tired or or whatever. So to me, the payoff is is kind of the same. You might as well make the right decision up front. Um, but that being totally. said, you you can enjoy yourself a little bit too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just love the TNT name. It's just so it's such a perfect, um, you know. Mention of balance, like it's just it's 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 awesome. Yeah, well, long time athlete, we've had to, we had to find like you can only be so dialed in nutrition and training and strategy, and then it's like I just need to have a cup of tequila, get go to bed early, chill, like and and find it out. Um, it's it's kind of a perfect segue. I really did want to ask, and you already kind of mentioned it, but are there have you guys crafted some cocktails around these phenomenal drinks? Because a good mixer with a with a good spirit is a magical thing. For a long time, we tried to fight it, and we we thought, okay. but we're we're for kids, we're for senior, we're for everybody, um, because it is really the drink that the whole family enjoys, and it, you know, from the age of two or three to um, to uh, my my wife's grandfather's 104 this October. Wow! And he just he chugs the blueberry. Um, so we we thought, geez, we're not really a a, a, a mixer, but then. Of course, we started to 
um, you know, test this out and started to get into the peak of curiosity was, oh, wow, let's try it with this, 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 this. And it just started to taste so good. And so then we got approached by Tito's Vodka on a, a partnership. And of course, that's one you can't turn down because Tito's is awesome. Um, the whole staff, the whole story, Tito's story, amazing. And so mm -hmm. it lined really well. And um, so you mix Tito's with any one of ours and they're amazing. But also, you you know, we love the Rocks tequila. We love that Ryan Reynolds Aviation <laughs> Gin. Um, all the big names, put them out there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't plug all the big ones because uh, I do love the local spirit companies too. But um you know, you mix it with bourbon. It really, there's so many special ways to mix it. And we didn't necessarily want to be looped in with Fever Tree. Um, but there are grocers across this country that put us right next to Fever Tree because they know what an awesome mix we are. Um, but we also want to encourage people that, you know, that's the great thing about it is that there's so much versatility with this drink. You know, it is an incredible hydrator after you work out. It's great to put in a kid's lunch. Um, it is absolutely, you know, fantastic as a pick me up in the afternoon. And, you know, and then you're going to throw it into a cocktail. Like it's, it really has um, a tremendous amount of diversity. And that's what's, you know, another point that's so exciting. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, well, I think, you know, people, because I do, as a marketing professional, I, you do have to separate youthful um, initiatives from, you know, plus 21 and even with turmeric and tequila, something will get blocked from some things because it says tequila and I get it. That being said, I think as conscious consumers or parents or whatever, you can understand that it's like, yes, we drink this and it's healthy and we use it as a craft cocktail. And you know, it's, there, there can be ideologies there that are expanded and understood without our traditional mindset of like, we got to separate it and it's, we're not promoting alcohol to kids. And that's not the case. And kind of like you said earlier, when it's craft and it's good, you drink less. Well, if you're having you know, a tequila soda and it's too, a crappy tequila and a crappy soda, which I would never do, but you know, you might have five, this one, it's a craft cocktail and it's 12 to $15. You might have two, or you might have one and you enjoy it and do the experience. And it's not about, you know, getting super buzzed. It's about enjoying uh, the craft situation that, that that's there. So there's like a whole mindset, I think around the alcohol and party take that takes it to a new level when it's a really expensive quality situation. And a lot of drinkers, like a lot of athletes are drinkers and it's, it's not about 52 beers or, you know, a hundred Cali Michelob ultra. So I can drink 10 of them. It's like two cocktails that I can drink post race or enjoy it. Like those are some of your, your drinking audience. They're, they're athletes and they're fitness humans. Yeah. They're, they're out here doing stuff. And the other thing is, is that we're finding a tribe of, of people that don't drink alcohol at all and want something more special in a social setting mocktails yes you want to do a, you, want to, you know you want to do a champagne toast what better drink than to put a nice glass of vivo into a shampoo to enjoy with all of the people who are having a real glass of bubble like a real glass of champagne um you feel just as special you feel like the circumstances is, is right you know you take some of the other fake flavored sparkling waters and you'd be like well geez i don't feel like i'm a part of this like it just you know this isn't special. Right. And so that's Vivo just creates that, you know, that opportunity to feel special. And we've been, we've had non-alcoholic uh, weddings and, and there's been so many opportunities for us to be involved in that whole, you know, mocktail non-alcoholic community too. And um, yeah. And so, you know, to complement that with the whole alcohol side, it's just, it's, it, it's the perfect drink for, you know, any occasion all things. I love it there. Well, that's, uh, that's perfect segue. Cause there are, we, we, I think we have two sober bars like in Denver. Maybe it's one in Boulder, one in Denver and they've done really well. I actually know one of the owners of one of them and they've really taken off. Uh, I think that'd be an excellent pairing for a company like yours. Are you guys doing that? And are you doing any other sort of like really cool creative marketing initiatives? Like I love that you're doing this podcast. I, I saw your videos on YouTube. Um, are there strategic partnerships that are creative or creative initiatives that you're doing since you've been in the industry so long and you're kind of mixing it up? Yeah. I mean, we're starting to see that the food service industry is really gravitating to the, to the product hotels, you know, they wanted a check-in, they wanted for, you know, to put it in rooms to make people feel welcome and special. We're seeing um, the hospitals gravitating to it because they want something that's better for you. Um, and, um, you know, that they can rally behind the sourcing. We're seeing, um, 
uh, cafes come on in in droves, like just tons of cafes. Because when you go to a cafe, you know those who aren't coffee drinkers or specialty tea drinkers, they want something really cool. They don't want just mainstream, you know, blah. And um, so we're seeing a lot of that stuff happening. Strategic partnerships that are really un- being unlocked um, because of the quality of what we're doing, and again because of the story. As far as marketing initiatives go, our team is, I'm so fortunate. We have such an incredible team um, of of marketers uh, led by Tammy Hazen, who has tremendous experience in the consumer packaged good industry. And they're disruptors. They're trying to, um, they're they're creating opportunities in which we can disrupt and we can be a little bit radical, um, you know, to show people that we're doing it differently. And, you know, that, you know, we, we have a stance and we have a position that we feel real food needs to be, have a spotlight on it and needs to be showcased and needs to be highlighted. And the fact that we're a two ingredient beverage and two ingredients that you know, and that you can trust and you know where they come from, that unlocks all sorts of um, opportunities and that creates some very simple, uh, you know, marketing opportunities. I love it. I well, I think all of that really does start um, from that energy and that passion and that initial uh, just open mindedness and and way to be transparent. And a shout out to Tammy because that's how Ted and I actually crossed paths. And Tammy and I crossed paths probably 10, 15 years ago. And I loved her as a mission driven human then. And I think I saw her post about you guys, and that's how we crossed paths. Or I, I initially had this initiated this conversation. So it was really cool to see that. Yeah, 15 years ago, I'm like. I think this human really gets it. And I love where she's going, what she's leading. So to see this come full circle, it's kind of like you have your energy from the get-go, your, your tribe of humans builds and it never really changes. It only gets bigger. So this is kind of an exciting full circle um, connection and seeing the industry grow from my perspective. So I'm deeply grateful to see, you know, a, a small spark of light grow into like this big glow of a whole company and now disrupting a major uh, sparkling water space. It's a big deal. Yeah, well, th- thank you. And um, we're, Tammy's contribution is, um, you know, really is unparalleled. And it, it she's, she's going to be a big um, part of us uh, moving into the United States market, which of course is very relevant to your listeners. Um, I remember sh- I sh- first shared this drink about a year and a half ago with one of your fellow Boulder uh, or Colorado <laughs> citizens and Todd Wollison. Uh, who's connected to the clean label project and Todd absolutely adored the drink. Um, and when you get that kind of endorsement um, from somebody of that, um, you know, who's, who's had that level of success, you know, founding Izzy and that level of success in consumer packaged goods, it, it makes you feel, you know, really special. And it makes you feel like you're doing the right thing uh, to get those endorsements from, from individuals like that. And uh, that was really what, you know, catapulted the idea of, you know, let's look south of the border. Um, you know, let's look to local farms down there. Let's look, let, let's, let's, you know, create um, the magical moments for consumers down there that we're doing um, in Canada. And um, so it's exciting to think that, um, you know, we're just months away from, from coming down. I, I'm so excited. I love all the themes around this. You hear special a lot. You hear transparency a lot. You hear good energy. Um, I think if, if if your heart's in the right place and you keep showing up, the right people come in. You obviously have to have your formal strategy and, and some key players in the game. But I truly believe that if you lead with the heart and you build your, your team correctly, anything is possible. Uh, we'll wrap up here because I want to be sensitive of your time. But is there any good advice to anyone out there that's thinking about starting a company, an entrepreneur, something that you've learned over the years? Uh, that you would share with someone that's like, should I do this? I love it. I bleed it. I know it's hard, but I, I really want to jump into the mix. I, there's, there's so much. And, um, you know, listen to podcasts like How I Built This and, and listen to some of the guests that have been on Turmeric and Tequila. Um, you know, you, you've got to be passionate about what you're doing. You've got to be resilient. And you hear that all time and time and time again. The one thing that I guess I would um, want people to know is try your best to find enough money to do qualitative and quantitative research before you try and get your product to market. That's not always easy. 
because we're scraping by with the dollars from our family or the dollars from our mortgage, whatever it might be, just to get something viable on shelf. But what I would encourage you to do is really try to um, find some a, a group that specializes in CPG research to help to guide you um, to the right packaging, um, to help to guide you to the right um, competitive set, to help that will guide you to work with the, the retailers that you should really kick off with and go slow. Um, no matter how good your product is, it takes um, a lot a lot of time, as I referred to you know earlier in the show. It, it's um, there's a lot of boxes to check. And if you try to go to spread yourself out, you know thin too too quickly and you don't have the marketing dollars to support it, it doesn't matter how good your product is. It's just going to collect dust. At the end of the day, consumer packaged goods are marketing companies and they have to find their tribe through many different marketing initiatives. There's sampling programs, there's promo on shelf, there's out of home, there's digital, whatever it might be. And that takes a lot of money. And yet to create really good creative takes really talented people. So go slow, chip away at it. Eventually, as you keep your head down and keep yourself focused, you'll start to pick up you know, momentum. You will start to have really great people gravitate to want to be a part of the journey with you but it takes sleepless nights and time and just, just go slow. There you go. Write all of that down. I, I <laughs> it's so many things you've really experienced, but I, I, I couldn't agree more lead fit lead into these uh, humans that have done it before you and collect off all of their Intel. I think that's priceless. And, and as you did be on that ground level from the get-go, so you can experience what people will be experienced that you lead one day and you can modify and make these maneuvers early on. But Ted, I'm super excited. I think you're going to be on the today show in the, in, in, in the mainstream, putting it out there. I think you're going to be in Boulder. So my, my lips to God, are universe's ears i'm i'm gonna make predictions but i'm pumped about what you guys are doing if you're ever in colorado please call me and uh perhaps we can toast some tequila and or just uh a plain vivo and cheers to graceful disruption thank you so much for the opportunity really appreciate it and um thank you to the listeners for um being us you know on, on the show and uh i think you should keep listening because you're doing some amazing things and and i'm just honored to be a part of turmeric and tequila I appreciate that. That comes uh, with a, a lot of gratitude for mine because hearing that from someone like you means a lot to me. Where can we find you guys? Instagram handles, websites. I'll, of course, label yeah, it out. So but if you're listening, at Drink Evo. And um, you can, we have an e commerce um, site now, so you can order online. If you're listening in Canada, there's really not a supermarket that you can go into that you won't find us, but there is a where to buy page on our website, drinkvivo.com. And um, soon enough, we will um, be, uh, we'll find our tribe in, the, in south of the border in the United States market, and that will be really exciting too. I love it. Well, let's keep in touch. Let me know how I can help the cause. Please tell Tammy I said hello. Hopefully she remembers me. Um, but I, I think we'll, we'll all cross paths at, at some point serendipitously slowed down and down the road. Uh, but keep crushing and keep, keep up the good fight. We all need this. Thank you so much. You too. Have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you, Ted. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.